everyone, it's Harmon. We have a new episode for you today on right-wing comedians, and we pose the question, why hasn't there ever been a funny Republican version of The Daily Show? Can you name one? I can't. But before we launch into the episode, remember the three things. Subscribe, like, and comment on iTunes. It kind of helps us out, and we kind of want to bring you brand new episodes each week. And without further ado, you're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. All right, you know they're not going to leave unless you do some. You might be a redneck. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Bingo. If you have a complete set of salad bowls and they all say cool whip on the side, you might be a redneck. If you take your dog for a walk and you both use the tree at the corner, one more. you might be a redneck. Let's go one more. <laughs> if your wife says she's game and you shoot her, And you might be a redneck. Uh, What you heard there was a clip. uh, It's actually from the album, The Best of Jeff Foxworthy. You heard uh, uh, a series of you might be a redneck jokes, which leads us into our episode today here on Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. I, of course, am Harmon Leon. With me is, of course, Scott Kalonico. Scott... If if you might be a redneck, what would you be doing? If if you have a TV on top of another TV, you might be... That was kind of like leaking into Bill Cosby a little bit there. Ooh. Bill, yeah. I don't really like the words <laughs> leaking and Bill Cosby in the same sentence. <laughs> a non-working TV. You work a TV on top of a non-working TV, you might be a redneck. Um, how about how about this? And guess who this is doing Jeff Foxworthy? In America, you might be a redneck, but in Russia, redneck might be you. <laughs> All right, dude. Is that Yakov Smirnov? Yeah, buddy? yeah, it does. But uh, what, He's my what, Instagram what, buddy. Really? Um, yeah, have you guys? Got, he uh, just got his doctorate. No, he got it a few years ago. I heard him on the Mark uh, Marin podcast. Uh, I think podcast. that might have been his master's or something. Now he's got a doctor. He's Dr. Smirnoff. Wow, I think he was before. He's like a psychiatrist. Nah, I think he was like some kind of like... I remember, I don't know why I know so much about this, but like, yeah. He'd, no, go he'd, ahead. He'd gotten some kind of like relationship counseling thing or whatever. Like, like that's his whole thing now. Okay, we need to save this. <laughs> we need to save this for the Yakov Shmirinov podcast. Yeah. But yeah, he's like all like relationship comedian guy now. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah we should save that for that. That is interesting. Uh, he does have his own theater. And he um, is a little, I think he's a little conservative, but you know, he's uh, hardworking. Well, Oh yeah, okay. This is this is the entryway into to, yeah. to today's uh, 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 plethora of material. That yeah, he does have a theater in Branson, Missouri. Have you ever been to the Branson, Missouri? Yeah, I have. I drove through the, drove through there. I think it was in a February 
during the day, so it was a little depressing. And I did, I do remember, uh, recall stopping at Mr. Shmirnoff's theater. Yeah, it's kind of like the conservative right wing Las Vegas. Um, yeah. I was there writing a story, and I think I was there in like February, January off season, mm-hmm. and it was really depressing. Uh, we saw a very patriotic show that touched all the buttons. Um, we they had like a video backdrop of the American flag. Uh, we saw the nine eleven towers. We saw firemen. Uh, they, they they touched all of the, the patriotic buttons, um, but it brings us into the topic of today's podcast. Um, so up front, we heard Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, of course, you know, what really rocketed him to fame was the blue collar comedy tour of I, I believe that was like the early 2000s. Am I right, Scott? Yeah, like about that time. We had actually a friend of comedy history. 101 was on that tour. Uh, Mr. Uh, Ron White, who's, you know, friends of our other friends. We yeah, I don't know like if that. he's actually uh, a right-wing conservative, but um, no, but but, no. but my point being, yeah, he actually left the tour because he didn't want to be branded as such. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, I, I do believe that that was the last time that kind of conservative comedians have, you know, kind of came to the forefront of the mainstream. Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Foxworthy, Bill, what was it, Enwall, the other one? Yeah, Bing, Bill Enwall, <laughs> here's your sign. Is that is that his catchphrase? Yeah, that's that's his thing. That's like his. You might be a redneck bit. Ah, ah, and of course, Larry the Cable Guy's. You might be a redneck bit is get her get her done. Yeah, and you know they all got TV shows or movies. I was trying to think what is that movie? The first movie with Larry the Cable Guy. It was like Larry oh, dude, the Cable the, Guy you mean, Health you mean the Inspector. One, the one I saw in the theater. Yeah, as, as <laughs> I did too on opening day. What, what what's it called? Um, let's see. Uh, there was. Larry, there's like two of them though. There's like Larry, I think it's Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, which is yeah. Like, and uh, you, I think you have the same problem with that as I do. Is like, what are what's your occupation? Which one? Yeah. Are you a health inspector? or Are you the cable guy? Yeah. This is. It's like why? why uh, it's yeah, like Larry the Larry the yeah. I mean, let's think of the converse. Larry the health inspector, cable guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make it makes no sense, dude. But my point being, and I guess I'll I will edit this down so we are uh, concise on the thesis statement today is why why haven't we seen any really mainstream right wing comedians since the days of Larry the Cable Guy and Jeff Foxworthy and their triumphant um, blue collar comedy tour? So that's the question mm. I'm putting to you, Scott. Okay. Oh, that's a good question, Harmon. Why don't we um, record each other and we'll do a podcast <laughs> about it? Yeah. I mean, again, if you look back, and, and not particularly, uh, you know, conservative comedians, because I do believe um, Steve Harvey is uh, kind of like a. I think he came out of the Christian comedy circuit, so you know I guess that's conservative. But more more importantly, uh, why hasn't? How come every time? There's there's a, a Republican version of the Daily Show. How come it, it it always fails? It never catches on. I don't know. I'm just actually I was reading about that. That was uh that was in 2008. The Fox News. Do you call this one the Fox News started something called the Half Hour News Hour. That was kind of their foray. 2007. That was like their uh, foray into the Daily Show outfit type uh, <laughs> type format. 
Yeah, and do we even remember that? No. no. Uh, who is who is the star of it? I mean, because all we can think of is like political conservative comedians with Dennis Miller and Dennis Miller. <laughs> yeah. And of course, there's Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller uh, right, who yeah. uh, and who is the star of that? The, on this, there was no stars. It was like a, it was like a, you know, imagine the Daily Show when it started. Who are the stars on there? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, well, John Stewart was like, uh, you know, he I mean, he I'm, had a talk I'm show. Talking about you know. when the, the for us old timers when the Daily Show first started out. Oh, Craig Kilburn. Yeah. Yeah, he was an ESPN guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, but so my point being, okay, so Trump is in. Do you, are you familiar with the, the Trump? Are you are you familiar with him? <laughs> you mean the Donald? Yes. Yeah. So okay, so half of America uh, has, has has jumped on the Trump bandwagon, where you know with his supporters, he has ninety percent of their approval rating of of his supporters. So. Why, if there's 50% of America with a 90% approval rating, why isn't there any breakout stars where, you know, clearly there would be an audience for it? I mean, Roseanne was supposed to be the big breakout star of Trump America. Um, Scott, are you familiar with what happened with that? Yeah, she went a little (laughs) crazy. And she did what? Uh, Sent out some racist tweets. And that did what to her career? Well, it kind of killed it. Exactly. And since <laughs> Roseanne, there hasn't, like, who would you say is the comedic star of Trump America? Or is it all just resistance? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a good question. Cause I just, I wouldn't really know. I'm not, I'm not really, I don't have my, um, my uh, finger on the pulse of America right now. Like, I just figured out who Harry Styles is. So that, but that's not even American. But I had to look it up. Yeah, but you do have a podcast where it's all on the history and and also perfect time to plug the other podcast. Our other podcast, This is the President, where you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Last FM, and everywhere you find your favorite podcast starring me, Scott Kalanico, and also starring Harmon Leon. Yeah, with the pulse (laughs) on American politics. Well, you're (laughs) the pulse part. You're the pulse part. I'm like the, you know. I'm not a historian in the background. You just you just push the buttons and yeah. and read the numbers. Right, I'm just digging through the archives. So you I'm just like, you just order the tapes. I'm like Gandalf or whatever who that guy was. Yeah, but again, there should be a comedian, uh, and there's been a few that we'll we'll dissect into that should be of Trump America. But you know, again, it's a vastly different era of the days of uh, Larry the Cable Guy and Jeff Foxworthy. You know, we've had a few things like uh, you know the, the the March for the Right, I believe it was called Charlottesville, and mm-hmm. we have. Uh, Children being put on in cages on the Mexican border. Um, so, so the era of which you know Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy is not so innocent as uh, in 2019, where socially you might be a redneck if you ever cut your grass and found your car, has now evolved to you might be a redneck if you block the removal of the Robert E. Lee statue in your town square with a tiki torch. Yes, with a tiki torch and a polo shirt turned mm-hmm. up. But Scott, that brings that brings the quandary, though. You know, uh, through the years, some of the comedy greats have been able to, uh, you know, extend the olive branch and, and 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 reach across, you know, the political 
humor aisle, like take, uh, you know, the late great George Carlin. He was very, you know, left socially leaning in, 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 in his issues and his, um, you know, politics, but he could still make a conservative, you know, audience laugh. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, he did have a show on Fox for a while. I don't know if that how much that correlates. I mean, I think it was also it was also just kind of a different time when like when Carlin was doing stand up, and mm-hmm. you know it was just a very different time when he was doing stand up and he was big, and he could, he, he you know he, he was mostly appealing to kind of the college age. Like I, I I would be curious to see how if he was faced with an audience of conservative people, how George Carl, Carlin's material would go over. I think he has been. I mean, because he toured relentlessly and, you know, still people, you know, uh, they would have. I mean, you always hear that about like, you know, someone like Amy Schumer, you know, and they're kind of her stuff's like pretty fucking middle of the road, you know, generic topics. And then she'll do like a political thing and then she'll get people angry of that, you know, political chunk Mm -hmm. air audience. But I think, you know, Carlin, but then, you know, I don't. Amy, I'm, I'm going to do, who was that uh, politician that debated, uh, uh, it was in the debate, and went, you're no John Kennedy. Oh, um, <laughs> well, yeah, the Lloyd Benson, dude, he's from Texas. Yeah, 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 so uh, Amy Schumer, you're no, you're no George Carlin. Yeah. So uh, I think he, George Carlin, was talented enough, and, and kind of could just ring the irony out of political situations where he could turn a conservative audience to make them able to laugh at themselves where sometimes like say uh, Amy Schumer or whatever, I don't know exactly what was her, you know, reason that, you know, her material, but sometimes it can come off as a, you know, kind of a self-righteous rant rather than just have like really, you know, crafted good jokes which enables the people uh, you know, conservatives laugh at themselves, you know, and again, it's I don't think it's a case where we are kind of liberal snowflakes that are, you know, sensitive and we can't laugh at ourselves because there has been times where we are able to laugh at the crazy things liberals do. Um, Scott, I will tell you the name of one particular TV show and tell yes. me just respond funny or respond not funny. Are you okay. ready for it? All right. Portlandia, funny, very. It's 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 uh, <laughs> a very uh, liberal satire, heavy on that one. You know, it is making fun. It's liberals making fun of other liberals. You know, it'll be too, liberal to the extreme. Yeah, and of course, and, and we laugh at uh, on Portlandia the over the top things that they satirize that liberals do. That uh, you know we're familiar with. You lived a great portion of your life in Austin. Mm-hmm. I live in Williamsburg. We see all the stuff that they satirize, and oh, yeah. and 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 we laugh at that. But you know, how come? You know, again, going back to the thesis statement, how come? You know, if a conservative version of the like the Daily Show. You know, does something like that, it, it, it misses the mark. No, I mean exactly what what makes it not not work, and and um, I don't know, man. This is uh, it's it's uh, that's what's we're here to talk about. <laughs> I, I I do have a theory. Okay, well let me let me hear it. Are you interested in hearing it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's uh, I I should say I think if I do have a theory, I shouldn't say I think. I should just say I have a theory. And uh, not say and not preface it with I think. Um, right. 
that that's just a little uh, kind of grammatical vernacular uh, digression there. Um, it's uh, it goes with the whole ethos of the comedy theory of punching up versus punching down. Mm-hmm. So you're punching up, punching down, punching up at the powers that be is comedy. Punching down if you're the people in power, uh, that is always labeled as tragedy. Okay, well, I, mean, I would go with that. I'd be willing to uh, to stick to the party line on that one. Yeah, and I, I do believe we listened to that podcast, uh, uh, Philosophy uh, Bites, where I, they had this philosopher, Noel Cowell. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the episode was on humor and morality, and I believe why we laugh at Portlandia and we don't laugh at, say, you know, Dennis Miller... Or, um, you know, again, uh, uh, didn't we do an ad for him? <laughs> yeah, we did. We did do an ad for, for Dennis Miller and This is the President. Yeah, and, be, and we'll be glad to do a future ad, so block your ears, future. Yeah. Oh, no regrets about doing an ad for Dennis Miller on This is the President, yeah. which you can find on Google Play, iTunes, Last FM, Stitcher, anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, so again, on that uh, uh, philosophy bites, I think it, they, they had to do with, uh, you know, uh, bonding and intent. So um, I think when Portlandia does it, it's more of a sense of liberals making fun of liberal, other liberals. So we're sort of bonding that we all sort of live in this community where and where the intent of their satire uh, is, is, is the intent isn't malicious. It's more of a. Uh, uh, you know, at coming from a sense of, you know, these are people of our community that we see every day and we're sort of lampooning. Does yeah, that make I mean, any sense? I, yeah, I mean, I think the, the good, there's a guy, the, the guy in that podcast brought up this, the point where, you know, back in the old timey days, there used to be Irish jokes about, about Irish people and they, the same joke, like mm-hmm. one Irish guy could tell another Irish guy, you know, a joke about how much Irish people drink, and to them it would be funny. But you know, if an English guy were to tell mm. that joke to an Irish guy, that would be your your punching down. Those are, that's that's your example. There would be kind of a mean spirited thing to do. Could, could could I do an Irish joke, and could you tell me if it's punching up or punching down? All right, dude. Ready? I, am, okay. I am I am one quarter Irish, so I'll, I'm ready. I might have to fight you if you <laughs> if it goes off. Oh, after swilling a bottle of whiskey. That's right. For lunch, I'm wearing a fedora. <laughs> no, a little my little uh, pork pie hat, holding my fists up like a Notre Dame. Okay, so tell okay. me if this joke is punching up. Uh, this yeah. Irish joke is punching up or punching down. Um, who is the first Irishman to come out in the spring? I don't know who. Timing. No, sorry, that's another joke. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> that's the, oh, that's the secret behind comedy. That's where that punchline comes in. Um, no, uh, uh, who's the first Irishman to come out in spring? Uh, patio furniture. Oh, yeah, I like, I like patio. Pu- like pu- pun- punching up or punching down? Um, or not even punching. There was no even punch involved. I don't think man, there's any, <laughs> any joke where the punchline is patio furniture. It's pretty, uh, um, it's punching sideways, I think. I think there's no punching. I think it's more like patting on the back. Yeah. <laughs> but lately, Scott, lately there's been some controversy in the Twitter sphere. Okay. Um, and again, uh, there's this right wing comedian. He's been around forever. Uh, you, 
I would say 90% of the people have never heard of him until he caused some Twitter controversy. Um, he has a new comedy special out, uh, not on Netflix, not on Comedy Central, but he has released it for free on uh, YouTube. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, is he punching his career up or is he punching his career down by Dude, releasing it for free and saying he's, he's he said it, he said it's like it's too contra too controversial for Netflix, too honest for Comedy Central. What is what the fuck does that mean, by the way? Here, here's here's the thing though, dude, because I this and we haven't yet to say his name yet. But go I ahead. Just, I just re- read about this because there's a, a movie that came out about uh, the the Catholic uh, priests in Poland, you know, and all the scandals mm-hmm. that were going on there. And those guys put their movie out on uh, YouTube, and they wound up getting 20 million hits on it in like a month. And you know, if they had that properly monetized, you know, you're yep. talking about you're talking about twenty thousand bucks. You know, that's yeah. just in the first month. So I mean, putting putting I think at one time putting out things on YouTube for free would uh, I'm just correcting that. I think that would have been looked down upon at one time as punching down, but now I think sometimes that is a smart move. Okay, uh, uh, but labeling it that you you are you know. Too edgy for Netflix and too too honest for comedy. No, they yeah. just pass because I mean yeah, again, <laughs> uh, there's more I could dive into it and sort of the diving into uh, uh, kind of a, the mindset of uh, um, uh, a racist um, is sort of you blame the foibles on others for your um, shortcomings. You know, yeah. it's like blaming it like, you know, because Comedy Central doesn't want to have it. And then you're just saying, oh, they can't take the honesty. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, the, the comedian is Nick DiPaolo. Um, and he had a comedy special that came out a few weeks ago uh, called A Breath of Fresh Air. Um, he he got the Twitter sphere into a holy frenzy because the promo photo of him shows him giving the finger to a group of young protesters comprised of women, people in cover, color, and a member of an activist for Black Lives Matters who was murdered. <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah, which which yeah. he later he he did did he update that at all, Harmon? Um, he did, but first of all, do you know what they call that? Uh, in the comedy business, uh, when when you do that, when you're given the finger to uh, you know activists, mostly comprised of women, people of color, uh, Black Lives Matter activists, and you're right wing comedian giving them the finger in your promo photo. Do you know what that's called in What's that in, called? in the comedy? Uh, it's called the edgy, oh, edgy comedy. Man. The edgy, <laughs> it, and you know what it does? <laughs> what? It, 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 it trumpets that you, as a comedian, are edgy, edgy. Okay. Ed, doing the edgy comedy. So, uh, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna. I'll just give you a little update. So, I did find yep. uh, Mr. DePaulo's uh, official uh, "The Breath of Fresh Air" uh, movie on YouTube. It's about an mm-hmm. hour and three minutes, and it was posted on the 6th of May, 2019, mm-hmm. this year, and uh, again, here it says, too dangerous for Netflix and too odd for Comedy Central. Um, let's see, right now he's sitting at 411,000 views, which is okay. That's not bad for, um, you know. So the edgy yeah. comedy. So he's earned himself maybe 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah, there you go for for all the money he saw for his self produced uh, comedy special, and yeah. again, 
uh, uh, like you mentioned, um, originally um, it turned out in his promo photo uh, where he's giving the finger um, to young activists, uh, women, people of color. Uh, uh, One of the activists was a murdered Black Lives Matters uh, uh, member. Uh, So no, he apologized and... And you know what he did in his apology? Um, he just replaced the image with another Black Lives Matter activist. <laughs> so yeah. basically, he's just like, uh, oh, I'm sorry for doing that. But, uh, you know, my, my intent as we go back to that moral, uh, more, you know, humor and, and morality podcast, my, uh, I'm, I'm sorry for the dead guy, but uh, I'll just use another one to show my intent, which is uh, <laughs> fuck you, Black Lives Matters. And by yeah. the way, uh, please no one in, 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 in the Comedy History 101 sphere uh, sample me saying that and then put it out on YouTube. Just yeah, that no. one sentence. No, no, that would be bad. Because no, that just, happens nowadays. It should does. I, should, should I dislike the video? <laughs> it's like Nick DiPaolo, Harmon Leon. They both say, fuck you, Black Lives Matter. No, oh, there I go again. Don't sample you're, that. Don't in trouble, take dude. it out of the contest and sample it. But I do believe uh, it, it goes back to what I was saying before is that, uh, you know, that's the problem. Why there, we haven't seen a uh, conservative version of The Daily Show is that type of humor. Scott, it does what? Where, where are we punching with that? When we're gi- we, as a, as a you know, middle-aged white man, uh, giving the finger to people of color and uh, activists who are fighting for, for you know, equality and, and not to be shot by the police. The, he's um, punching down, dude. <laughs> Heavy punch down, heavy punch yeah. down, you know, and uh, and again in in this day and age when we're actually seeing you know the unite the right rally in Charlottesville and actually seeing groups of white men give uh, activists and people of color the finger, uh, I do believe the irony is lost. Um, and I'll state even further, I do believe that the the breath of fresh air that. Nick DiPaolo, too dangerous for Netflix, too honest uh, for um, Comedy Central. I, I do believe it's it, his breath of fresh air is the air that of a 1938 German beer hall. Okay, yeah. Uh, beer hall pushed. Yes, exactly. But I do, and again, and again, I think what, uh, you know, stepping back again to, you know, the theory behind whenever we have political right-wing comedians that, I mean, none of them hit the mark. Everyone just stopped thinking Dennis Miller was funny when he became uh, sort of the right-wing comedian. You know, he kind of lost a big bunch of his audience, but I think it goes to something that political scientist uh, Alison Dagnus wrote, is that conservatism supports institutions and satire aims to knock these institutions down a pick. Yeah, I mean, I want to kind of touch on that. I was reading about um, that our little half-hour comedy hour, whatever it was, half-hour news show that Fox um, that tried out. They were trying to figure mm-hmm. out. They're trying to figure out what happened there. You know, even though we're talking about something that happened, you know, twelve years ago. Um, right. And one of the things that um, people were talking about was they think like the Daily Show like didn't start out as like a political show. You know, it kind of grew into it. And yeah, so, it was kind of like it was lampooning uh, that magazine format type shows. Yeah, exactly. And so 
the difference is with like the half hour comedy show that Fox was trying to do, they came right out in the front and they said we're the conservative version of the Daily Show, you know. So they were already they were like more interested it, rather than doing things that were funny, they were more interested in like, you know, doing a set um a view, you know, espousing a viewpoint rather than, you know, doing what was funny. Yeah, because I think the Daily Show initially was, and again, if you look at the Daily Show, if you break it down, uh, you know, back to its heyday, like each correspondent was lampooning a different type of correspondent type, you know, like, and you know, obviously the big breakout star of correspondence was Stephen Colbert, who was, you know, satirizing the kind of Bill O'Reilly type, you know. And but, you know, then the other guys, uh, you know, the other correspondents were lampooning, you know, other type of correspondents. Each had their, you know, unique sort of, uh, you know, style that they were oh, yeah. satirizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Where again, I'm, I'm, you know, again, I've never seen the uh, 2007 version of the Fox News Daily Show. But, uh, you know, again, I think it's just, you know large amounts of going back to that statement it's like large amounts of punching down where you know conservatism is really you're just you're trying to uh confide with the 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 established institutions like the power right exactly (laughs) <laughs> That's a, yeah. No, I'm just I was making a broader statement because, you know, you, you know, there's a lot of things about conservative that, you know, it's OK. I, I understand the thing about fiscally conservative and, you know, trying mm-hmm. to keep, you know, the things as they are. But, you know, so if you look at kind of how, let's say, for example, the United States, you know, when the United right. States was founded, kind of all founded by pretty liberal guys when you get right down to it. The United States? Yes. You mean you mean the Puritans? No, no, not those guys. Yeah, the guys that <laughs> they, came they kind of left England because they thought England was too was too, too much like Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were the uptight. The they, they went by the names of the Puritans. I know, dude. They were not. They weren't, weren't a whole lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they that's why we have that kind of uh, constantly running through our country. That that uh, you know, take example Alabama. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's there's a lot of that going on, but I mean, bef- after that, the guys who you know, the guys who started all the trouble and everything, they were the liberals. Which Ben Franklin, uh, uh, Ben Franklin, you know, Ben Franklin, George Washington. What was the name of the that kind of swingers club in the UK that Ben Franklin would go to? It was called like the Fire Fireball Club or something like that. Maybe we should do a whole episode on that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, dude, Ben Franklin was like a swinger. Yeah, that guy was a partier. <laughs> yeah, he, I know, I know. He, <laughs> yeah, he would go to, like, the sex parties of the day. Like, yeah, there was a special was. club in the, in the U.K. that awesome. he was a member of. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a whole, yeah, like I said, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, but again, so going back to uh, the, 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 the Daily Show sort of thing is, you know, of course, comedy is subjective. And of course, there's a target audience who are going to laugh along along with Peppy the Frog. You know, comedy is about making a connection and uh, uh, with the audience and laughter is, you know, a reassurance of ideas. And in, you know, Trump America, um, you know, we now have a president whose idea of comedy is 
probably in line with, you know, Nick DiPaolo's idea of comedy, you know, calling African countries shitholes or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, his idea of of joking around is referring to Mexicans as rapists. And, you know, we see him at his rallies, you know, cracking zingy jokes, you know, along, you know, like when he has like a supporter yell, you know, when they're talking about undocumented. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, shoot him. He's like, oh, ha, 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 you know, and he cracks a joke along with him, you know. That, but that, don't you I, think I that, that... I just watched that one, yeah, the Florida one. Where, where they said, like, someone yells, shoot him. Uh, shoot yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, and Trump says, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I have no moral compass no. whatsoever. No. <laughs> I think that's funny, too. As long as the crowd <laughs> thinks it's funny, I do, too. Yeah, so, but you would think... Uh, you would, okay, so look at the crowd. They're all laughing along with when Trump constantly punches down. Oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. so what? And again, why why isn't there a comedian that's you know foster that? And again, not to say you know I don't want to put Nick DiPaolo on any sort of pedestal with his comedy as groundbreaking because when you really <laughs> break it down, it's just kind of hacky eighties comedy. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, when you, you would think, uh, okay, uh, half of the America, you just go, what the fuck? You would think there would be a comedian that would hold the banner, you know, take, well, take over after Roseanne. But maybe kinda, he's he's trying to do that. Maybe, like, this is just the beginning. This is just, like, the opening shot of that banner. Yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, again, we're, we're in year three, and we pretty much only have a year and a half, you know, hopefully, left. Wow. Well, yeah, well, I know. Well, well. <laughs> or four more years. Or four plus more years. Or don't forget, yeah, don't, don't forget about Ivanka. Yeah, and Baron. Yeah. Don't yep. talk about Baron. Yeah, don't talk about Baron. Yeah, or Don Junior. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So you would think uh, in this climate that, uh, and and you see how he, you know, that's what he gets his big laughs from. That uh, you know. There has still no no comedy, or 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 is it comedy at all? <laughs> a good question, Harmon. A very good. Question. Yeah, but um, uh, just one more thing about uh, <laughs> Nick DiPaolo, uh <laughs> like uh, the theme of his special. And by the way, you can read a really good article about that dissects the comedy of Nick DiPaolo and right wing comedy in the New York Observer, written by. Me, <laughs> so we'll we'll put a link to that. Plug, but yeah, uh, plug, yeah. yeah, you got We got to plug the shit that we do. <laughs> um, so the, the the theme of his special is there's no respect for the white European male anymore. Uh, okay, there we go. Uh, kind kind of a battle cry for those that chant, "We will, you will not replace us." But uh, an ironic footnote is uh, Nick DiPaolo, uh, Italian, um. During the late 1800s and early 1900s, when Italian immigrants were pouring into the United States, uh, how were they considered, Scott? They weren't considered white, Harmon, if you can believe it or not. Ah, so like Nick DiPaolo's grandfather, uh, no respect for the white European anymore. Well, they got his his ancestors uh, in in the, you know... What's the DNA test called? The site? <laughs> oh, just whatever, yeah. DNA site. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, his ancestors also uh, in the late 1800s and 1900s, uh, no respect for them. No, exactly. <laughs> so he's not even respecting his own ancestors. Yeah, because they were not considered white upon arrival. So, yeah. uh, oh, how all the times have changed. 80s comedian Nick DiPaolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's what you're seeing kind of sweeping around the world. And I think it's just kind of my theory. It's just like these kind of older people who are, they must be older than we are, but uh, just kind of getting scared at how the world has changed. And they kind of har- wish for this simpler time when it's just, you know, the, what the world they want like it's like what trump talks about you know it's just like the world where you want to come back where we're making all this steel and all these cars and everything and everybody's working in the factory and stuff you know like that that's just mm. gone that's gone do you, like his, yeah his do, do you think do you think do, <laughs> do, do you think trump has some any kind of catchphrase that would tie all that together i would believe he would say something along the lines of make america great again <laughs> Ah, you should put that on a hat. <laughs> oh man, make it red so it's easy to see. Yeah, but Scott, we can, we, we again. I think uh, you know, just sort of winding down of of, of this episode is that uh, we can see a parallel uh, from an episode we actually did here on Comedy History One Hundred and One of the history of uh, the British comedy in the Northern Working Men's Club circuit which uh, cemented the careers of racist British comedians such as Roy Chubby Brown, Bernard Manning, and uh, who's the other one um, in the Holy Trinity? Of, oh, you got, you got uh, J- Jim Davidson? Yeah, Jim Davidson. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the one that had so, the, the hit. Yeah, I mean, they all were sort of mainstream. Like, you people of the time would know who those comedians are. Um, you know, people of art time mm-hmm. you know we only knew of nick DiPaolo, really i mean he was on some episodes of louis and you know he would be on some of those comedy central roasts i, I but, know him uh, from comedy central yeah that's how i know yeah but he's by far not a main you know never been on you know letterman or anything like that and um you know we've seen that circuit happen in 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 britain but, but you know it's all fostered about you know hating immigrants and and again it's like comedy is all about connecting with your audience who also hates immigrants and you know laughter is uh, cementing the ideas and uh you know uh again you've seen it happen in britain what was sort of our takeaway on the history of racist british Mm -hmm. comedians (laughs) i put it to you (laughs) somehow tie up these bow ends here (laughs) (laughs) um don't be racist that would uh, that's what i would say unless you're you're british old british comedian you can get away with it yeah but you know again it's like uh you know all that working circuit came from really kind of like the equivalent of the rust belt of britain uh where people were xenophobic about immigrants and mm-hmm. which was the basis of, you know, those comedians' comedy. And now we're seeing it happen here. But yet, uh, you know, uh, let's knock wood that there has yet to be a single Trump-American comedian to make it in the mainstream and be beloved on both sides of the political aisles. Yeah, that's, 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 a, good, that's a good point. I mean, it's... it's uh... 
It remains to be seen. Let's say maybe what happens with Mr. DePaulo, he maybe he mellows out and then he becomes like the new, you know. <laughs> I don't think that hacky comedy is ever going to catch on, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so footnote, when I wrote that story, uh, the weekend before, because uh, I, I interview him in, this, in my story, and the weekend before his manager's like, When's the story going to come out? We want to, Nick wants to talk about it on his podcast. So I said, yeah, it's going to be out on Wednesday. And then Wednesday, the story came out uh, and he never talked about it. I think oh, that's maybe, sad. well, I think it's actually good. I think it actually did my job of, you know, you know, hopefully of, you know, deconstructing, you know, why that comedy doesn't work for outside of the non- xenophobic uh audience mm-hmm. okay maybe yeah. i don't know i'll i'll go with that <laughs> okay all right i'll go with it too oh wait scott any any final takeaways on final uh, takeaways um yeah. you know what Harmon? i kind of wish we would have done this before but uh, you can edit this part out but i kind of want i wish we would have watched the special <laughs> we could have talked about it maybe we can do that oh, in the next episode um, I tried watching it and I did watch some of it. And, okay. and again, our friend, uh, judge Joe Brad kind of summed it up. He actually made it all the way through. He said, it's kind of like an SNL sketch where they have a right wing comedian. Okay. <laughs> all, right. all right. I'll take your word for it then. Uh, but I'll probably watch it anyway. But I think, we were- um, what? There's a good podcast called The Majority Report. It's a political podcast. Uh-huh. Um, and they talked about it where, like, his first bit about, you know, again, it's like no respect for the white European male anymore. And his his thesis on that is there, there's like, what, what do white people get? It's like there's a Vince Lombardi rest area in New Jersey. That's all we get. You know, and then on the majority report, they deconstructed that to go, well, there's also a Vince Lombardi statue outside of Vince Lombardi Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just, you know, jokes. It's give it a watch then. Okay, <laughs> you know? I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll so uh, any, any other final takeaways? Man, Harmon, I would just say this at the end. Always punch, punch up, never down. Yeah, or or punch to the side if it's punch a, to the uh, side Irish. If you, wanna, if you don't want to um, get patty fu- patio furniture, right? Uh, <laughs> joke can't go wrong with patio furniture. Man, still makes me laugh. Yeah, and so I guess uh, with that, it's time to plug away. Scott, what do you have to plug? Uh, hey, Armin. Well, as we've mentioned before, I have a new movie out, semi-new movie, called Everything You Want to Know About Sudden Birth But We're Afraid to Ask. It's a documentary short film about one of the f- worst training films uh, that could ever be imagined um, about how to deliver a baby if you're a police officer. Uh, Harmon was my producer on that, and we still have some screenings coming up. We have screenings coming up really soon in the next couple of weeks at the Seattle International Film Festival SF Doc Fest out in in uh, San Francisco. And Harmon, the uh, the premiere mm. party, premiere ha- party have a burrito have a burrito beforehand. Yeah, and the uh, premiere, I, premiere party's at the makeout room. Oh, I like, I like yeah, makeout rooms <laughs> yeah, are right. That's all right. And, um, then, that's, uh, I, and I assume that's going to be at Roxy Cinema. Probably. I, I think so. I don't know exactly where it is. Uh, but then I'll be at the Norwegian Short Film Festival. That's very exciting. And the Oak Cliff Film Festival. And finally, for now, the AFI Docs Film Festival in Silver Springs, Maryland. Nice. Well yeah. done. Well done. Yeah. And for me, uh, let's see, uh, I believe this podcast will drop 
on Tuesday and Tuesday night, um, May 28th, 8 p.m., I will be performing at the new Eurekan Poets Cafe in the Lower East Side doing my worldwide toured show, Harmon Leon Infiltrates Trump America, 8 p.m., new Eurekan Poets Cafe. And also, if I haven't been fired yet, uh, you can read uh, my my latest stories uh, at the New York Observer. Why are you getting um, fired? Wait a minute. Well, I'm just I'm always just uh, <laughs> iffy of like you know <laughs> gigs. You know they some they just like you know as long as it's here at the current moment, you okay, can right. currently read all my latest stories at uh, the Observer New York Observer at the, uh, Observer dot uh, com. And, of course, as always, you can check us out on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and comment. And we will read your subscribe-rated comment replies right here on the air. Right here, yeah. And just one more last thing, Harmon, that uh, yes. I'm not going to repeat it because we, we, we've got a brand new a spanking brand new commercial for This is the President. Harmon and I have another podcast that we've already plugged a couple times in the in this podcast, This is the President, where we talk about all manner of political things and all things presidential, um, which you can find on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Last FM, and everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just listen to the commercial at the end if you want more. Here, here, and that does it for this time. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in, and bye bye. Bye bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. Yes, ma'am, I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am, this is... Yes, ma'am, this is... This is the present. Hey, everyone. Scott here. You just finished our Comedy History 101 podcast. So you like comedy and history. Then you should try out our other podcast, This is the President. In every episode, I dig up some found audio from one of our presidents and play it for Harmon, who's never heard it before. Then we talk about it. From Truman to Trump, we cover all your favorite presidents and not-so-favorite ones. You can also hear Harmon sounding off about current events and the state of America today. And, if you're lucky, you might be able to catch us reading customer reviews of Trump products on Amazon. You can subscribe to This is the President on iTunes, Google Play, Last.fm, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Just search for This is the President, subscribe, and together we'll make America great again.